When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today's Monday, June 28th, man. It was a crazy day for Euros. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Mbappe missing his penalty kick. We're going to talk about the Croatia-Spain game. And we're also going to talk LA Galaxy because it's LA, It's Monday and we talk LA Galaxy. And here to help me, join me today to talk to LA Galaxy, we got Nelson Miranda from the G30 Podcast. Nelson, how you doing? Hey, thank you, man. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Gio. And, and the boys, they can't be here today, but um, they sent thanks too, man. We're all fans of what you do. We were talking a minute ago about um the balanced nature of the show and it's it's just really good for the city and for the sport man so thank you for for having us on yeah no i i, I mean i appreciate you <laughs> you guys listening and i i like the work you guys are doing um but yeah let's let's talk about um how you guys started how you guys got started with uh, the g30 podcast and how long you guys been supporters of the yellow galaxy yeah so that's the thing on on our show it's we we our whole thing we started as um you know galaxy and 30 with the idea that we would be like a pregame show, like it takes people about 30 minutes to get to the stadium, probably for most places. Um, so throw something on in the car to get a pregame going, talk about the last week a little bit um, and get some hot takes. So it's me, my younger brother, Michael, and our friend, Tim. Um, and I'm the old head, I guess, as they would say on the show. You know, I've been following the Galaxy uh, for a little over a decade now, probably Oh, nine. I went to my first game in like 08, really started following the team in, in 10. Um, and they're a lot younger. Like they're like the end of Beckham, um, <laughs> kind of, you know, that glory time. And they've known pain most of their time. So we thought we would like to capture that in a podcast, right? Going into this new era. And COVID was a good time to do that. We're all at home anyway. My brother's always texting me like, why is it this? Or like, when did this happen, right? So it, we thought it would be cool to kind of capture um, like a galaxy in 30 minutes over a span of ages, right? And kind of appeal a little bit to everybody. Um, so that's what we do. And um, we've just started going live and, and have ventured into that kind of chaotic thing. But um, yeah, that's what we do. I like and, it. I yeah. like it. So what, what, let me let me ask you why why thirty minutes? What 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 Good was question. like? That's how much time you guys like. You're like, hey, I got thirty minutes. I got these things. Or, or it's, like, it's a little bit of everything. That's a good question. No one's really asked us that yet. They've kind of just accepted that it's. 30 I came minutes. prepared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they uh yeah they uh you know a, a lot of the podcasts are long. I love it. There's no like shade or anything to that. Um, a lot of podcasts are a couple of hours oh, yeah. um, and we're sitting around trying to like figure out like you know what what kind of little niche could we do and it's like you know what let's get in let's talk about it let's go um, and that kind of works with everybody's schedule and, and it's a format we've we've kind of tried to play with it's hard though it's hard to kind of, you know we inevitably end up going like 40 minutes a lot of the time or 
longer if we have guests, but uh, we kind of just want it to be the pregame show. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like it. 30 minutes. Yeah. Sometimes I try to keep it in an hour. Uh, I don't try to go to an hour too, too much over an hour because I know it could get a little much or, you know, it could, it could get a little long, but I, I like the, 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 the 30 minute mark and, you know, right. it's, it's quick, you know, you get everything that you need to get into there and, you know, check it off. Hey, if you check off everything <laughs> on the, on the bucket list, we hit we hit thirty minutes. We're good, baby. We we don't need to do anything else. Tune in next week, right? <laughs> Tune in for the next episode. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, yeah. It's good. Nice. I like that. So who who's who's what's been your best experience at, at an LA Galaxy game so far? Ooh, like this year or ever? Give me, give me, give me like your top. Give me like your top three of all time. Okay. So I know it. I know we get a lot of crap. Um, on our show, all of us, all three of us would say, uh, there's lots on goal, right? Like that, I mean, was, that was amazing. Good, like that is something that we will never see again. Like in all of sports moments, like that is a once in a lifetime thing. Oh, for so sure. that's one. Um, another one in recent memory, um, that pops out, I think just because the team has been struggling so long when we played Minnesota in the playoffs like Zlatan's last year and we beat them like that Jonah banger. Um, there was a lot of love. We were watching the game at the stadium. They were away in Minnesota. Um, I went to Houston last year. That was great. There's been a lot of like recent mm-hmm. for me, but like um, a lot of the, you know, I went to FC Dallas in like 2015 for Landon's going away tour. And like, that was special. There's a lot, man. It's hard to pick three. But yeah. um, you know, in recent memory, like there's a lot of goal for sure. I hate it. I hate that it's that. But, but I mean, a recent recent history, so it doesn't do. Uh, I mean, you got to pay his dude. And Slatan was an amazing guy, and he just came out with his own documentary, I, I believe. Um, so yeah, I, I saw that. So I mean, Slatan, Slatan. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see if Chicharito can top some of those this <laughs> he's season. On, he's on par. Apparently, <laughs> I just saw a thing today. He's matching the goal of game or whatever. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, he's putting some heat. But before we get into that, we gotta talk about the Euros, man. It, okay. it was a, it was crazy, crazy day of soccer today. Uh, the Euros twenty twenty, right? The the we had Spain Croatia. It was an amazing goal, well, amazing game, and amazing goals. Ended up five three. I was watching that game, and I think once Spain went up three one, I was like, I'm, I'm turning this off because I had to do like some work stuff. I was like, oh, I'm just turning sure. it off. I had to get on, like on a, on a call, and then my phone notifies me. I get like the ESPN notification that like Croatia had just tied it three yeah. three, and I'm like, what is going on? So I turn it back on, and I was like, tied three three. He's going to it's going to overtime. And it was just crazy to me. And then all of a sudden, I, I look away or I do something. I need to do something. And then Spain's up 5-3. I was like, what the <laughs> heck is going on? Did Were you able to catch so, that, that Spain-Croatia game or no? I, I didn't catch that game. I did have, like, my text chain with my friends or whatever. You know, everyone was like, ha-ha, Spain. Like, love to hate Spain. Like, they're going to, you know, go down at the hands of Croatia. And then I same thing. I was working. I went away for a little bit. And then I came back and it was like, what? Everyone in the thread was like, how, you know, uh, but I did not, I did not see it. Uh, no, it was, it was crazy. It like a the, crazy game. Yeah, no. And the, the way it started, the, the goalkeeper, Spain's goalkeeper got an own goal because the ball went past him. And I was like, oh my God, like, no yeah. way. This is, this is how, like, you know, it's, it's starting to go bad. You know, that's how you started. And then Croatia had all the momentum because at first Spain, Spain was controlling the game. They were they were they were like the better better team the first half and 
that 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 own goal comes in and, and it just gets crazy and then i don't know where spain ends up scoring two goals and i'm like it's done turn it back on and then all of spain spain ends up, ends up winning um that was an exciting game and then obviously we got to we got to talk about you know France yeah. versus Switzerland. <laughs> I was like, look, if if if, if this next game's anything like the previous game, I, I got to tune in and watch, right? So and did you? I did you? I, I think we talked. I think yeah. you said you watched this one, right? What, what were your <laughs> thoughts on this it. game? Okay, so I have a a friend from France. Um, okay. my friend Matt, shout out. Uh, we call him Frenchie. He was in the thread saying he was like hard on Mbappe he's like no no you know like <laughs> like f this guy kind of um and you know I I don't follow the team as closely as he does I'm sure but you know it's like what are you talking about like Mbappe um and right before the penalty started he was like he better take the first one or like none of them or whatever <laughs> and then I was like what are you you know, like, like you're just you, you think of who Mbappe is and the and like the story around Mbappe, right? Like all of the hype, and then I was like, "What is this talking about?" And sure enough, I don't yeah. know. No, what's was, your reaction like, to that? What do you a, think? So before I get to the penalty, I want I want to talk about like Switzerland, man. They they were they were unbelievable. They they get that first goal in the first 15 minutes and just shock everybody. And then I think, and then I was at the second half. They get an opera. They get a penalty to to make the game two zero. And it and and then the the guy who ended up taking the penalty I don't know Switzerland players so don't 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 butcher me <laughs> uh, I don't know who it was he missed or the keeper blocked that he missed or whatever you, you guys get what I'm saying then like Benzema scores two goals in two minutes right after that he scores in the 57 59th minute and I'm like dang they, they, the tide has turned it's two one and then Pogba hit hits yeah. uh hits oh my god the golazo that he that he scored I was like wow I was I was like the game's over the game's over. There, there's no way they're going to come back. And then sure enough, Switzerland scores in the 81st. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I see him score in the 90th minute. I just yell. My window's open. I was like, I'm just, like, yelling. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, this this is crazy. I was like, I was like, if it goes – I was in the back of my mind. I was like, if it goes to penalties, I, I feel like Switzerland has, has a momentum. Great Griezmann was already out. You know, uh, Mbappe hadn't been playing good, you know. It's, Pogba, like you know, he, he had a great game except for that. I think the last play that that uh, that led to the goal, the game time goal. So like, once the penalties, every it came down to Mbappe, right? So it was just like, and then it sucks because everybody made it except him. And you know, like once the keeper saved it, I was like, oh shit! I was like, yeah. Dang. and you just see Mbappe, like he's looking at the ref trying to see if he gets another shot. And then I was like, oh man, they, they've they've done it. And I and I and I couldn't believe it, but I was also happy for Switzerland because they deserved it, you know, because France had all the opportunities to win this game and they did it. Yeah, it's it's so much on all of the Twitters and all of the texts and everything, right? Everyone, I just kept seeing this afternoon in the feed, like, I love this sport. I love this sport. Yeah, I love yeah, this sport. Same, same. I love this sport. Because it it happens, you know? And, and I think France, um, in recent times, appropriately, right, is has, you know, a little swagger, a little cockiness. They're great. They're world champs. But... If you don't take care of your business, you don't take care of your business on any given day. You know that yeah. you'll be punished. No, true, a good point. So that, <laughs> I mean, that, it, it was it was crazy to knock them off with so much talent that they have. Um, but yeah, let, let, let's let's. Get, I want to give a shout out a couple of people. Uh, you know, tuning us online. We got gamer. 
Gamer Sav, he's a he's a Quacks guy. So what's up, what's up, Gamer? He said we beat the the Quacks. Of course, you guys did. Soccer guy, soccer guy says Seb, what's good? Um, Francisco Felix says name the name of the Madagascar player who'd be joining the Galaxy. He looks like to be a really good player. Um, G Man says Ryan Ravison. I still don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't think any of us do. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean. We we got a lot to talk about about the LA Galaxy. So let, let's switch yeah. over because I know I know people are here to listen to the LA Galaxy, and you know this turned into a quickly Euros podcast because it was, <laughs> I mean it was exciting. Look, those games were, were insane. They were, they were insane. So yeah, they, the Galaxy ended up getting the win. You know it, they they went again. You know the Cali, Cali Classico. They had just come off a great victory with the, with the Vancouver Whitecaps. Right, they, they ended up winning on the game winner uh, Efrain Alvarez. They have all the momentum. They go to this Galaxy versus San Jose Earthquakes game. What well, what were your thoughts going going into this game? So it immediately, and like I'm bad. I when I get put on the spot, it's like I can't remember. I don't know what I think. Uh, but going back, um, when I woke up that morning, I loved to see that the Galaxy had posted the highlights of uh, the McGee in the goalkeeper. Right, like mm-hmm. McGee stepped in. Yep. There was an injury and a red card, and McGee stepped in to be. Uh, keeper another great memory of this rivalry and it's interesting to see the team kind of try to embrace the the classical rivalry right in order to kind of buffer the LAFC rivalry a little bit right (laughs) like there's like in the fan base it's been tight it's like is it LAFC is it San Jose is it both and it depends who you ask age yeah that but um, it, it was a great day and to wake up to that and to see the team kind of like pulling the history in the middle of the game too, in the halftime, they had like an, a history lesson basically of the two teams. It was really cool. I really enjoyed it and I was super happy to get the win. Yeah, no, it was good. Let, let's talk about this lineup. Uh, Greg Vanny went with, uh, you know, obviously Jonathan Bonangol, Jorge Villafania, Nick Dupuy, Koulibaly, Araujo, um, obviously Leggett and Dos Santos, Efrain Alvarez. So it's a, I believe, a 4-3-2-1. And then you obviously Cabral on the left wing, Grant Sir in the right wing, and obviously Chicharito up top. I mean, it, it, was, it was a solid lineup. This is what, what they had. And, you know, Efrain getting, you know, getting in there, making an impact. He also gets called up to, to the national team. Um, but let's talk about the, the first half, you yeah. know, and I know the, the type of game that they had. What, what were your thoughts on the first half that the, the LA, LA Galaxy did? Okay. So can I, can I back up a little bit to Vancouver? Yeah, go for it. Go so for I it. think, I think what they did, um, and this has kind of been an issue with the Galaxy this season in general, and I think it's growing pains in, in Greg's system, right? Like the system right now is let's just play as a unit. Um, and then when they're doing that, it's like the, the moles in the game, right? Like something pops up and they handle that problem and then something else pops up and they handle that problem. Like, is it possession? Is it like not creating chances in Vancouver? They got really lucky. I think it was a little bit of the luck that could mm-hmm. eat sometimes, right? Like sometimes stuff happens and you win and, and you take the points and that's what you need. And that happens if you're a good team. Um, I think in the San Jose game, they applied that lesson. They were like, we kind of played purposeless against Vancouver. Like, let's come out of the gate strong against San Jose with a plan. And I think the plan was to just go down their throat. And they had Jonah back. They had, as to your point, the starting 11. I think it was as close to a starting 11 as we can have right now without Rava Lasson, without Williams, that whole thing. Uh, and I think it was good. And I think it showed us what we can look forward to. Um, Depew and 
Sega, like they'll charge and, and they played that whole first half that way. They're like, we're not going to play scared of you. And the goal came and then, you know, the rest of the half kind of takes care of itself. Yeah, no, and I think that uh, to your point, I think what I what I think of what we saw, like you know, is is you know Kevin Cabral and Grant Sir, you know, be yeah. they explosive on, on the offense, and you know, I think you, especially you know with the team like um, like San Jose who does that man marketing, there's going to be opportunities there, and there was opportunities there uh, for both teams, and I and I really liked that you know you know Greg Vanny talked after the game that obviously the the French players they're still getting accustomed to this but that you 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 start to see the, them feel more comfortable and that that's also the thing I was just like look I don't expect them to make an impact right away but they're also yeah. not not costing the team I think it's going to take a couple games and I think now we're starting to see that and they're starting to you know starting to feel better they're starting to get the flow of things you know their communication starting to get better everybody just looked comfortable Agreed. in this game and everybody you can tell okay they, they're starting to mature a lot more you know, and understanding what Greg Vanny wants from them, and you know, individually, and I and, and I really like the performance of pretty much everybody. I don't think there was there was one single bad performance, um, yeah. but I I also do do like uh, you know the way Chicharito's goals happen. I have Chicharito's goal here. I'm, I'm gonna play, and then I want to get your thoughts on it. Yeah. Francier now to try and get the cross away, and it's in towards who else? Chicharito's done it again, and he's done it in the Clasico. Chicharito Hernandez opens the scoring for LA Galaxy away from home. Well done by Javier Hernandez. Came in from behind. He's exactly where he needed to be. Just a killer instinct by the man. <laughs> great. I mean, great goal. It's what he does. Yeah, in the 11th minute, you can ask for a better start. It comes and, from Samuel Grant, sir. What, what were your thoughts on the goal? And that's been a thing. Um, uh, it was funny. I was watching the game with my wife. You know, we were we were hanging out. She's like, how many is that already, like, in the beginning of the season, the first 12 minutes? You know, I think it's working, what they do. You know, let's go out and punch them in the mouth. It's something we say a lot in, in like, the galaxy land, it's like what people want to see. I think initially Grancer and Cabral come, and, like, they're trying to be flashy and, like, be the guy, right? But I think you're right. I think they're buying into the system. I think they're buying into this idea we're all talking about, about playing as a unit. Um, and I think they're making better decisions, especially Grancer. Uh, he's been here enough now. People were really hard on him. And Cabral, too, we've talked a lot about on our pod about how uh, people are impatient, right? Like they want to be good, but they, these guys are settling in. And you can see, and what I haven't seen people talk about is that potential link up where Cabral swung it all the way across to the other side and then mm -hmm. Grancer missed. Right, he just wasn't yeah. sharp. He has a things going on, I guess. Um, but once all three, once they can be threats on their own, it is scary to think about then what Chicharito might do to level up and like even become more of a nuisance when all three of them are going. I think it's trending in the right direction. Yeah, no, it definitely is, and I think. You're you're seeing where they need to place the ball for Chicharito, right? They, they I think that you see where Grand Sir he knows. Okay, this is where I need to do. This is how where I need to impact. As long as I throw it, get it somewhere in the box where Chicharito can get it. As long as he gets the foot. And we saw that uh, in this game, and I think that that's what what I like to see from Grand Sir. Obviously, you, you want goals to come. You know, they both yeah. had opportunities, but if as long as you get the end result, which is which is a W and the win, obviously, you know, you feed Chicharito, who's a star, superstar. You know, there, there's going to be more – those opportunities are going to open up for you down the line because, I look, he already, Chicharito has 10 goals in 10 games. 
Um, obviously, he, uh, he made player player. He got player of the week once again, third time this season. He made uh, team of the week as well, which was great to see. And, he, and everything's flowing for for the Galaxy in the right direction. Obviously, you know they're still learning, they're still going, but they're getting results, right? They they talked yeah. about getting six points uh, in in these two road games, right? And, and I think that that's one of the biggest positives. Like you go on the road. You just went on a tough environment. You dismantled. Uh, you won a close game w- with Vancouver, and then you dismantled essentially San Jose Earthquakes. You could have probably been four, four to one uh, if Cabral doesn't doesn't miss one right there. But I, I really yeah. like that. Um, give me give me your thoughts on, on Samuel Grinser's, uh performance and his passing, but also Kevin Cabral and, and what you really saw yeah. because he, Kevin Cabral looked like. Like every time he got the ball, he was just like a gazelle out there running and no one was catching yeah. it to him. Yeah, I think Kevin okay, so we've talked a lot about on on G thirty about the criticism around Cabral, right? People are like, Why is this guy a DP? You know, we wanted him to be awesome right now. And like I think people forget that like it takes a while for people to settle in, like Keen, Beckham, like all of that stuff. It takes a while, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see that in the way that Cabral plays. I can't count how many times I've seen in the last three or four games that he's played. He runs into the space and wants the ball. Like if it was Europe, the ball would be there or like he makes a pass and then he turns around and like the team's like, why did you pass it to nobody? Because if you were in Europe, like somebody would be there. I think it's taking a little while for him to adjust his skill set to like where the league is and when he figures it out. And I think he is figuring it out. Um, it's going to be big and we'll see why he's on that DP contract, why he's on that young DP contract. He's not scared of people. He does the step overs. People feel all kinds of way about that. You know, like, is he too flashy? Is he better than he thinks he is? Does he think he's Mbappe? I don't know. (laughs) I think all of that stuff is like noise. Yeah, yeah, but um, I would I, think, I wouldn't do those comparisons. You know, I would. Not, people are throwing those, but like, I mean, him doing a step <laughs> over him, everything that he did this game was good except the miss. Right? He, yeah. he had the he had the miss in right. front of goal. Every, everything is good, but I think if Greg Vanny continues to play him out on the wing, I don't, I don't, I don't think he he's a striker. I know no. Greg Vanny. I'm like, you know, he tried to play that four four two against the Seattle Sounders, and, yeah, and he looked lost. It was because he was out of position. The wing is where you play Kevin Cabral, and then I think yeah. the wing is where he's going to be the most effective or he's going to impact the game and his one-on-one abilities, his, 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 his versatility just to go blow by defenders and just, to, yeah. just to catch up, um, you know, catch up to the ball and even drop back. It's really amazing. And I've been, really been impressed. I, I think just, just got to be patient with them a little bit more. And it's, and he's not like hurting the team. It's just, it takes a little bit of time to understand what, what's going on, what, what they want out of them. And, and it's looking good. Like, you know, you yeah. just want you just want a couple goals to come in. And I think that's, that's the only thing, but I don't think that's, 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 that's too much of a knock on them or anything like that. Cause they will come. No. Yeah. They, they will come like they will come. He will settle in. He will figure it out. It's his fourth or fifth game. Like, come on, mm-hmm. he's 21. Um, he'll he'll figure it out, and and I I urge Galaxy fans listening to this to be patient. It's very clear on Twitter and everywhere else that people want him to be like this rock star right now, but it's gonna take some time. Yeah, soccer guy says Kevin Cabral is good. He struggles a little bit with passing, but other than that, he's good. He's got a lot of speed and has skills, moves, and and has aggression from time to time. Yeah, obviously, that I mean he's not that. He's not going to be the big physical guy, but like I think his speed is is where he's going to be. Uh, was where he's going to beat a lot of 
of people. Um, another guy that, that I want to talk about uh, is Efrain Alvarez. Efrain yeah. uh, Alvarez, I mean, we've seen what he what he did with the Vancouver Whitecaps, right? He's rolling high with that coming into this game. What what are your thoughts on Efrain <laughs> Alvarez over these last two games? It, it, the the big the big message that night was, damn, was this a G two game? Because he he banged those in sometimes in, in G two, and he has a nasty mm-hmm. left foot. As you've seen, if if he makes the right decision again, it's a kid. Um, he's come up. He's come up in turbulent times in the team, right? He hasn't really had a consistent shot, but I think now that he's getting it, um, hopefully we'll start to see the development that everybody kind of wants out of him. And I think he has it. I think it's great that he's been called up to the Mexican national team. I think he's replacing Pizarro. I think. Yep. Um, so hopefully that means he is occupying a, like a central spot. And I hope he can learn from the other guys there and bring it back to the galaxy. Ultimately what's good for him is good for the galaxy. It hurts a little. I'm a U.S. guy, but, um, <laughs> you know, like whatever, With whatever's good for him, he should do. And he's a kid and he has his life. And I think, I think he should do what's best for him and, and bring it back to the galaxy. Yeah, no. And it's good. I think. You know, the, the, I think things are starting to roll in the right direction with with Efrain Alvarez. I think we're starting to see. I think most of it, or some of it, has to do with Greg Vanny and the coaching staff. We're we're like, you know, we're we're seeing obviously when he made the transition these last couple of seasons with under Guillermo uh, with GBS, we didn't really see. At times, we saw glimpses of it, but we didn't see the consistency. And I think we're starting to see some of the consistency with Efrain Alvarez. I think. You know, I think he's understanding his role. He's, you know, he looks, he looks a lot slimmer. You know, he's making an impact, scoring, you know, scoring the game winner for 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 the Galaxy against the Vancouver Whitecaps. You know, coming into this game, playing the number ten role. You know, he's great with his passing. He's doing that, and I think now getting a call up to the Mexican national team, right? Uh, they got a game they play on Wednesday, so we'll see how much playing time he'll get. And then there's another game in LA uh, Saturday, this Saturday uh, against Nigeria. So I think, you know, if the pieces are rolling right for, for FRN Alvarez, and I think a lot, a lot again has to do with the Greg, with Greg Vanny and the coaching staff, because they know he has talent. They just got to, I think they just had to put him in the right, uh, right spots at the right time. And, you know, he's been able to impact the game in so many different ways. And I think now it's the time, like, I feel like this is a season for FRN to really, really impact the, the to put a staple on, on, on like, Hey, because I wouldn't mind if 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 he were a starter. I know there's Victor Vasquez, there's a couple of other players out there, but like yeah. if he were to be the starter for 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 the LA Galaxy, um, I know a lot of people can play the position he plays, but I think uh, if he's able to be a starter, I, I think I think it's, it's going to make his ceiling even more. What are, what are your thoughts on that? When I saw the lineup roll out on whatever day that was, Sunday, Saturday, uh, Saturday mm-hmm. night, um, and I saw that he was in the spot there, I was like. Yep, hundred percent for it. Like let him let him try. Um, you know, Legette has had mixed success there in, in that position, and we know he plays well next to Jonah. In my mind, immediately it was like, Yep, like if this is like what we're gonna use him for and this is where we want to keep him consistently, like let's do it. I you mentioned GBS. I think a big problem this team has had a lot of these guys like Legette. Um Ephraim, a lot of the guys like Kareniak and the guys who are back on G2 now, like they struggled because it comes out right that GBS was like, just go play, right? And there's no like individual, like this is your role, this is your job. Um, and I think Ephraim, the sky is the limit for him. He just has to take it. He seems serious. Like you said, he's lean. He looks fit. He looks good. He's 
he's making an impact in games. I hope, I hope, I hope that he continues to to rise. He was our big hope for a few years there. And yeah. it's been it's been a little bit quiet for him. Yeah, no, hopefully that, that, that changes for him. I want to see how he how he's able to play with the Mexican national team. Because, I, I mean, obviously that's a step above, right? Because it's, it's the national team. So I want to see how he how he mixed well because I think, you know, he's he's getting the playing time and obviously he's getting called up there. So we'll see what happens. Um, I want to talk about another player, Julian Rahul. He also made okay. uh, he, he also made team of the week. Um, he's also looked a lot better. <laughs> obviously, he started a little slow this season, but, like, I mean yeah. – his impact when it comes uh, become being a, a physical player, he makes his presence known, and I've really liked what he's done. And obviously, you know the 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 proof is in the pudding, right? He made team of the week, and, and you want to see that. Hopefully, more consistent out of Joan Araujo. Uh, what what are your thoughts on uh, on Joan Araujo? The maturity, man, right? Like we've loved him the last couple of years because he has fire, right? And Rolf Felcher, you know, that's that's a ship that's gone, and and um. Araujo has his moment, and I, I have to admit, I was a little worried at the beginning of the season. He came off of a rough U.S. camp, didn't really get the playing time he wanted. Um, usually he plays with a chip on his shoulder. He seemed kind of lost the first couple of preseason games and the first games, um, but he seems to really have settled back in, and he has that fight, and I think that's what everybody likes about him. He has the fight. He'll square up with people. Um, there's not, it's not clear on this team yet. Like who is the one who kind of like will scrap a little bit for the team when you need to do it and he will, but he's doing it in a way. I think the biggest difference is he's doing it in a way that he's not getting dumb yellow cards or red cards or getting suspensions. And he's kind of matured that part of his game and learned to be a force without really getting too much of a penalty for being that way. Um, and, and again, like Efrain, whether he decides to play for the U S or Mexico, whatever, I hope he gets the shout and um, really gets the chance to continue pushing because I think he has it. Yeah, no, he does. And what were your thoughts on, on this game against the San Jose Earthquakes and the impact that he had? You know, I didn't – I think it was one of those quiet games, and and I think that I, I, so many times people will say, like, if you don't notice a defender, that's probably a good thing, like, because they didn't mess up or, you know, like maybe they get an assist or whatever. I think he was consistent. I think he's meshing well with Sega on that side. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the communication across the back line is much better, which in turn helps Julian's game a lot too. I think he's a little bit more free to attack without worrying about getting punished on the back. So I think he was solid. Um, to be honest, I didn't notice him too much in the game, um, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. And I think that kind of speaks to a broader like consistency um, in that back line. Yeah. No, I mean, a great, a great performance by him. And, you know, I think he's, he's continued uh, to mature and progress. And I think also, again, a good credit goes to Greg Van and coach and staff. Now yeah. that I want to talk about uh, Chicharito's uh, sec- second goal. Um, I think the play was just amazing. I think Chicharito gets the ball, Cabral passes that to Cabral, and then and Chicharito scores. I, ha- I have it here, so we'll watch it. Mexico. Given away there now, Chitanita with space to run into. He'll slide it out wide here for Kevin Cabral. Approaching the penalty here, trying to play it towards Chitanito. And it's another tap in, and it's another goal already onto double digits. Chitanito Hernandez has been the star of MLS in this early season. He's got a brace, and the Galaxy are two goals to the good. Ten times Chicharito. Nice little cross into the box by Cabral. 
And once again, this is what Chicharito does best. He gets to that ball first. He knows exactly where it's going. And just taps it in to the back of the net for the 10th goal of the Mexican this season. Made it look too easy. We knew it was coming. San Jose was leaving a lot of spaces on defense. So what I really like about that play is is Kevin Cabral just you know he he gets it he he sees the play like before he even crosses half field Chicharito passes it to him just takes you know obviously takes a couple you know steps a couple passes with the ball and puts it right in place all Chicharito does is has to open up his foot and just put gets it past the goalkeeper yeah. you know and it was a, it was an amazing play and I think yeah, obviously you know typically Chicharito doesn't doesn't miss from there right and I think that's what we're gonna see moving forward and I think. That, you know, I, I said before the start of the season, you know, if, if you want to make some impact, you would have to score at least 15 goals. Now I feel like that's too little. I, I felt like I was being very aggressive, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, but now 10, 10 goals in 10 games. No one would have predicted this, but he's happy. He's rolling. Chicharito 2020, we don't even need to talk about it anymore, right? There's no, still plenty not. of season left, but we don't need to talk about what happened to him last year because I think that's all out the window. Oh, what, what were yeah. your thoughts on, on that play and that goal? It's the same thing from the other side. You know, it's that the three of them, when they get going, it's going to be beautiful stuff. Um, but on that goal, I sat back and thought and just appreciated what Chicharito does, right? Like he didn't need to do anything crazy flashy. He just needed to be in the right spot and touch it in. On the other side, like when, like when I was saying, you know, Cabral swings at the Grancer. Grancer misses like a sitter. Like he just, not everybody has that. I think that's an underrated um, skill. Yeah, that he has. And whatever, he's a poacher. And I think there's a stigma about poacher strikers or whatever. Well, when you're scoring 10 game. goals yeah. and you're leading yeah. the lead, there's, not, there's nothing, there's yeah. nothing uh, negative to say, I feel yeah. like. Because any, any, any team in the league would like to have him, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's doing great. I love to see him succeed. I never thought I'd be cheering for the guy. I was a little bit pessimistic <laughs> originally. But you know what he's done and what he's shown and the work he has put in to look at the fan base and say, like, I understand what my role is here, what my position is here, and to own it and to do it. That's cherry on the cake, man. I'm, I'm very happy to see him to see him succeeding. Same, same. I, th- I think so, too, because he deserved all the criticism that he got last year, but he, all, he deserves all the praise. Uh, he, he deserves all the praise that he's doing because he's putting the work. He, he understands it, like, to your point. And now everybody's watching. The, he is the star of the show. He's a star of the MLS, right? Every week, right? When he scores a goal, what he does, um, you know, it's only going to keep elevating him and his teammates. And I, and I like what what's going on with the Galaxy and him because, you know, it, does, it doesn't go without him putting the work on the offseason, losing weight. It doesn't go without him, you know, putting the work. He's, he's working out outside of practice. He's doing the stuff outside. He talks about, you know, he has a nutritionist. He talks about a team that he has outside the, the soccer team, his personal team. And obviously all that, you know, he talked about, I think he does like martial arts and all the, it's helping him. It's helping him. Yeah. And he's putting in the work, uh, you know, outside. And I, and I really like that. And I think the rest of the players can really sense that and understand like hey if that guy is putting the work we also we need to be putting the work as well <laughs> there's right? no excuse there's no excuse yeah if he can bounce back from like last year like what you know what excuse do we have yeah no exactly 
quickly in the chat, uh, G-Man, man. G-Man's always good with these comments. He said, What's up, has, G-Man? He said, who has the better haircut? Arajo, I say, I don't say here, Gio. I'm giving the head to Gio, Joe, Loki. <laughs> nah, I, I, I was, you guys are being too kind. I, I would say, I would say Arajo, man. He, he has the, he has, he has the, he's rocking the blonde hair. I, I, he's, I, look, know, I he's looking I, fit. He's looking sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got the hair because it's summertime, man. I was tired. I was tired of, uh. I was I was tired of having so much hair, you know. I was just like, let me let me just cut it off. I told my barber, barber, he's like, are you sure? I was like, let's do it, man. And then as soon as he started to cut it, I was like, wait. And I was just joking. Right. I was just joking with them. <laughs> but it was it's hot, man. I was just got tired of doing my hair, so I was just like, yeah, no, you know what? Cut it off. Summertime. We'll we'll see we'll see what what's going on. Um, but yeah, man, this game was great for what the Galaxy did um, and everything. And, I, and obviously the Cali Classical, a lot of people here in the chat are talking about the rivalry, you know, yeah. which which rivalry is better, you know, the, the Galaxy or I mean, the the, the, the El Trafico or Cali Classical. I've seen a couple of people in the chat talk about what, what are you what is your perception? What are your thoughts? Which rivalry is better and why El Trafico I, or Cali Classical? I think it- and I, I don't know, I, I, it's, <laughs> it's complicated. It's, yeah. Um, the Cali Classico is a hard one because we've been bad and they've been bad and the games have been messes. And, you know, going back to like the older, younger thing I have with my brother, like two years ago, before all of this craziness, I took him to a San Jose game at the stadium and it was like a zero, zero draw or whatever. And he's like, that's it. Right. Like lately it's been, not as explosive. So I think right now, um, or recently, it has been the LAFC one that has been more heated. It's been, they've been pretty good. Um, and, and the games have been electric. I just saw a comment right now, though, right? That said El Trafico is hype for sure. And I saw another one, the history. And when San Jose is back, it will be fire. I agree with that. I think once San Jose, they're a little better now than they've been too. Uh, they're having all kinds of issues. But you see... In, in their elevation, like we bring in a little bit. Like over the last couple mm-hmm. of years, we've been bad. So we've played down to each other and the games have been like really bad. But I think with a little like more competitiveness, I think it'll come back. And I got to give it to the history. There's the just history? too much history there. Okay. Yeah. No, that's good. I don't, I don't think there's a, there's a wrong answer because you got the history and then with the tra- traffic, I mean – I feel it there. Like you can't, you yeah. can't say when it's LAFC, they come to the Dignity Health Sports Park. Yeah. But like you know, you, you don't want to be like, yo, get get away from my stadium, or it's, it's time for you to go. Uh, G man, G man has another great comment. Galaxy fans act like San Jose is a bigger rival, but fans show up more for LAFC. The atmosphere is more intense for LAFC. Players more hype lately. Late, okay. Lately, I, I look. I, I I would agree with G man there. Because I've gone to both games, uh, obviously I, I do understand the history, but if San Jose is getting smacked around like they're getting smacked around, yeah, yeah. you know, it, recent <laughs> recency bias, you know, recency, yeah, recency I, bias, it hasn't been as competitive, I would right. say, right. Um, you know, because I, because I, I, this is what I, this is my opinion, what I sense, you know, um, when you when it's LAFC versus LA Galaxy, you know, it's LAFC, the whole league knows LAFC versus LA Galaxy. When it's LAFC, I mean, when it's Galaxy versus San Jose, people know it, it but it doesn't. It doesn't have the same umph yeah. to it. It doesn't have the same everything, right? Marketing, promotion, everything. You know, fans will go to the games, but it's not mm. like it's not like how it used to be. You know, you you want blood. You know, I feel like that's shifted a little bit more towards LAFC, sure. right? And but, yeah. but both 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 rivalries are great. <laughs> 
I want, yeah, and I want to add to that too. I don't think, I don't think it's like an and thing. Like, yes, San Jose's rival and LAFC's rival in a very different way. And I think we're seeing the growing pains a little bit of the league. It's growing, right? Rivalries will come and go and disappear or change or whatever. Like, no one talks about how, like, even before San Jose, it was like LA Galaxy and DC United. Like, that's not like a thing anymore, right? So it could be that in the next few years. It is, it is just. LA, LAFC, depending on how things yeah. go, and I'm cool. I'm cool with that too. No, and I, and I like the rivalry. I think I think it's uh, it's good. I like I like both of them. You know, um, we have another one for from Francisco. It says history equals Cali classical interesting intensity and soccer Ooh. skills equal traffic. Okay, I, I like I, it. I, I like how you I like how you worded that. That Francisco, I like that. That is, that is very 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 smooth right there, and I, and I like that. Obviously, you know. With with all rivalries and everything that the LA Galaxy have done, right? You know, it's been impressive, right? I think right now, what are they sitting uh, third? Um, yeah. They're sitting in third place, uh, right behind SKC, who who they play uh, this weekend, and I think it's going to be a, a big game, July fourth, uh, against Sporting KC. Sporting KC just comes off beating LAFC, come come from behind win. Um, they may or may not be with Alan Purillo. LA Galaxy may or may not be with uh, Julian, I mean, excuse me, uh, Jonah Dos Santos, Efrain Alvarez, because there's a game the day before uh, with Nigeria. I wonder how, mu- how much time they'll play. It's going to be at the Coliseum, so I, I don't know if Tata Martino is going to play him or not, or what, what's the case there. Um, but going in, going into the Sporting KC game and obviously the standings, well, what are your thoughts if, if they are missing a couple of players? Uh, yeah, so I saw that today or late to yesterday or today that they're missing Jonah. And and I think that's a big difference between Vancouver and the San Jose game too is that Jonah was back and, and kind of in full force and he had himself a game. Um, it's worrying, but I, I don't know. I'm the optimist. I get a bunch of crap because like, I'm optimistic. I'm like, yeah, it's a massive game. If we beat them, we have, what, two games in hand on them? If we beat mm-hmm. them, we jump them, and we're chasing Seattle and have a game in hand on them. Um, it's it's massive. It's a blow, I think, to not have Jonah, Ephra, the jury's out. Uh, but this is also the first time in a long time that I have trusted the ability of the staff to game plan and for there to be depth on the bench. Like, it might not be sexy depth. You know, like, question is slow, but he has heart. Like, he'll slot in. I was a little bit surprised to see Efra over Victor Vasquez, but I'm this last game, but I'm thinking that Victor is transitioning into that role that he was mm-hmm. probably brought in for. Yeah. Like substitution, kind of leadership, let's close game down stuff. Um, it's just that he impressed the first couple of games. Yeah, I'm no, not I, yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was gonna say I was gonna say that that um yeah, with with that I mean, they're, 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 the death may be tested for sure, but I think if you don't have a Farian, obviously he's going to play where 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 he where, where at the number ten. I'm assuming he's going to play there, right? Right. It just depends on how long his legs will last and right. who's going to sub in, right? And then we don't know we don't know uh, what the bench will look like. Obviously, you got Adam Adam Saldana who's pay, who's played there. You got you got that depth. You got also you got Cameron Dunbar, but he's mostly a wing player. He'll come in for Samuel Gansur. So it's going to be interesting. But I but I also yeah. am very interested how Greg Vanny will game plan into this. Right? I think we're going to find out more on Thursday. I think that's when the press call. But it it's an exciting yeah. game because if you if we look at the standings, 
Seattle Sounders are 25. They have 25 points. Sporting KC has 23. Galaxy have 21 points. So, yeah, if you beat Sporting KC, you jump up to second again. You get you get your 24 points. Well, I mean, the tie doesn't really help you. Uh, you, you still stay in third. But I think uh, it's a big game. It's going to be, you know, July 4th weekend. Um, July 4th games are always exciting, right? You always got the fireworks. Yep. It's a big family event. So I'm very interested to see what, what happens and which players are going to be there. But I think – if you go into the mindset of what you saw, what you did at San Jose, you can you can replicate that. I mean, I, I feel like you know Kevin Cabral definitely can play ninety minutes. Uh, you know, Sam Sar can definitely you know go 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 and play potentially ninety minutes. If not, he he can get subbed out. Chicharito he hasn't finished the games out. Uh, you know, I don't think that's too big of a concern. I can think he's really given it his all. But I think you know I think we, we do want to start seeing Chicharito finish finish some of these games. I don't think that that's a that's a concern or anything like that. Um, but I, but I think I, I like where where Galaxy is positioned right now, even if they yeah. miss Efrain and Jonathan Dos Santos. Yeah, and we're forgetting players like Carlos Harvey too. Like there's Car- there's yep. there's there are options, and there have not been options for a very long time. So I feel I feel optimistic. I'm a little cautiously optimistic. They're good, man. Um, they take their chances and they'll punish, right? Um, but I don't know. I'm just hoping for a good game. Yeah, no, same here. Francisco, he has he has a great he, he, uh, comment. He says, I, I just can't stand Jonah with Mexico. I'd rather have Alvarez go and let Jonah stay in Galaxy. I think Jonah wants to go too, because I mean they're they're yeah. they're gonna be playing in the gold cup, uh potentially those two. Um and then uh you got a comment. Jonah did say he wants to retire in the LA Galaxy. Let, let, let's talk about that. Um because I know it's it's been uh it's been a great season so f- compared to last year for 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 the LA Galaxy. Um, at times, it's been a little bit challenging for Jonah to stay consistent. Uh, how do you see Jonah? Do you see Jonah potentially retiring? Because um, this is his contract, you know, right? Yeah. He has to be put 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 the put in the performance to get another contract. But yeah. do you do you see him more years or more years maybe added to that contract? Uh, it's or hard. another year. It's hard because we love him. Um, it's one of those, like, thank you for the service you have given us. Like, you've been ride or die when you've been healthy through a really bad time in the team. Um, you know, that can't be said for his brother for a lot of reasons. Um, so we appreciate Jonah. But I think the sentiment is it's growing is that if he is going to be inconsistent, as he has been, then he cannot occupy that TP contract. And he needs to take a TAM. And there's been a lot of... Uh, conversation about Jonah for Tam. Um, and I think if he wants to continue another couple of years, I would love to have him. I would love to see him retire in the shirt. Um, I just don't know if he's going to take that Tam contract, but he is, he is increasingly like played the least minutes of all VPs we've had in, in a while since his brother. Yeah, no, I mean, good, good point. And his brother's also being linked to coming back to the MLS. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I, I did see that. I did see that he, yeah. he's done with America. But I think he, there's no way he's, his brother Gio dos Santos is coming to Galaxy. Not, not, yeah, not yeah. what I was trying to get at. I was just, I was just standing because <laughs> you brought up his brother. Um, Francisco brings up another good point. He says it's easier to say Javier will retire in Galaxy with the Galaxy. He I looks more comfortable agree. and happy here. Who would have thought? to say that last year right who, who would have thought like <laughs> yeah we we want like now everybody wants chicharito to, to retire and, and, and as, as everybody should be but i think yeah that is a very good possibility and i think also yeah. another possibility um 
Chicharito could potentially be be getting interest if he continues this from European teams. He, I think he could definitely get definitely get if he's oh if he wants that opportunity again. Because if he say you know let's say let's just go a hypothetical, he ends up winning Golden Boot. He ends up getting the Golden Boot, right? Whatever goal, whatever he's on pace for, I don't know thirty goals or I don't know the pay, the pace he's on. But you know he could bring bring in very good interest to go back to Europe, or he could just say you know what I love LA, I love what I got here, I, I can just I just want to stay here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What what are what are your thoughts on that? I never thought I'd root for the guy. I never. <laughs> I got like 2011 Gold Cup like trauma in the back of my mind um, with with Chicharito over the years, but. Um, I have always said, and a lot of us have always said that, like, if you put on the Galaxy shirt and you honor the history and you love it and you you want to be part of pushing it forward and making fans and like being cool and being good and 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 just being down, I think I think what it almost matters more to Galaxy fans for the player to be down for the team than like to be the best player in the world, you know? Because I think for a few years we've been gearing towards that like move away from the stars even though he is a star to like let's have more of like let's have that family collective unit feeling again we had like 10 years ago 12 years ago um i i think that's what matters more to people and if he wants to be part of that or even more a leader in that i think people embrace it and if he if he contributes positively and he's a good voice and he doesn't become a cancer at any point in the locker room i think people will be down for yeah, I don't. I don't think he will. I think everything where he's at mentally and what he has going on for himself. The unfortunate part, which we have to talk about, he's not getting called up for the Mexican national team right now. Right yeah. now, and it's the biggest elephant in the room because I, I, I tweeted, I saw the Mexican national team tweet about you know they tweeted about Jonathan dos Santos. They tweeted about uh, Efrain Alvarez of uh, the performance that they had, you know, the statistics. But and in the back of my mind, I'm like thinking to myself, <laughs> how are you? Like if you're gonna tweet about this game, either tweet either tweet about all three. You have to include Chicharito. I know he's not on there, but he he, he with the history, he's the number one goal scorer. Or just don't even tweet, don't even talk about Jonathan Dos Santos or Farina Alvarez because you're if you don't think about it this way, you're given a slight at at, at Chicharito when you do that when you're you're tweeting from the main account and you don't you don't acknowledge one the player that scored the goals and the player that helped win the game essentially for for them. Obviously, Efrain had a solid game. Jonas Santos had a solid, but the biggest elephant in the room is Chicharito not being on the national team. And I and I know a couple people. Uh, I saw a couple people tweet about it. Some people retweeted, and then you know, but I, it it just doesn't make sense to me to tweet out about that when when that's the biggest elephant in the room. They could be, you know, people had mentioned it could be Tata Martino's, uh, you know, um, burner account or something like that. <laughs> but. I, <laughs> But uh, to me, it just doesn't make, just, just don't even, don't even, don't even talk about it. Don't, don't even, don't even talk about Efrain Alvarez or Jonathan Santos if you can't talk about Chicharito. That's my view. And that, that's my view only because it, because it, it, it comes across as disrespect to Chicharito when yeah. he's having the type of season he's having. And obviously, there's something there that between uh, Tata Martino and, and Chicharito, there's a rift there. You know, Greg Vanny said, hey, we'd love to have him. If he's not going to get picked up, we'd love to have him here. <laughs> yeah. As rightfully so, right? But the man deserves to be called up, right? And it's, I think if if there's a time for Tata Martino to call Chicharito, is this week because this week they're going to be playing in L.A. Yeah, even just to see him run out at practice or something, right? Like it's it's very – there's a lot of shade, I think. And I'm not too versed in 
in the history of the Mexican national team. I think there, I've read a couple of things about there being incidents and shades and things and reasons that why he might not be there. I don't know, but um, as hot as he is, it's absolutely, unless there's like some crazy reason we don't all know. Um, there's just, be, there's just some beef between yeah. what's speculated, what I've been told yeah. between Tata Martino, there was, yeah. there's something going on there. It, it would seem, yeah, unless, uh, if, uh, if it's not that, then it's straight up disrespectful. I don't know. I don't know. It's disrespectful anyway. He's, he's on fire. He's doing well. I think he's, he's a good role model at the moment. Um, I don't know, but we'll yeah, keep him. And he's <laughs> right, and, and I like that Greg Vanny said that because um, look, Tata Martino is no stranger to the MLS. Tata Martino coached and won with Atlanta yeah. United, right? And it, and it makes him look in my in my eyes, it makes Tata Martino look like yo, you're being the petty one. You you're the coach. You're you're being the petty one. This guy is tearing up the league, and you know how competitive the league is, and you know you know that the league is for real. You've coached here, you know you know, and he. he the more goals that he scores, as I saw some from the Mexican media, like talking about, like, yo, why hasn't Tata Martino called him? Chicharito, like, you know, they they love to bash Chicharito, but they also love the drama. Like, hey, he's killing the league. What, Tata Martino, what are you doing? And another caveat to that is Alan Pulido just got injured. He yeah. got injured against yeah, the LAC game. Or something, right? Yeah, and I don't know if he's and definitely not going to be playing. Uh, the, he's not going to get called up for this Wednesday game, and I don't think he'll play – for 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 the national game national team game on Saturday and he may not be available for the LA Galaxy game you know so i think that that's going to make it very interesting because if you're out with with Alan Pulido uh and then Funes Mori the 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 guy they got there he's Argentinian but he's he now he's playing for the Mexican national team Chicharito if there ever is a week this is the week <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to just keep saying this is the week that that you that you got to do it like even if he comes yeah. off the bench this is the week because it, if Chicharito goes on to have the season that we expect he's going to have and he doesn't get called up, you know, unfortunately for, for the Galaxy, but I mean, unfortunately for the Mexican national team, but fortunate for the Galaxy because yeah. he's going to stay in rhythm. Yeah. And and maybe not lately, but similar for Vela, no? Like there was a little bit of like... Well, Vela, Vela already closed the door. Vela, Vela yeah. closed the door. Vela, it's not, there's there's no, there's no beef. Vela closed the door. He's like, hey, give give some, give some the other guys an opportunity. Chicharito's been vocal, as we know, uh, uh, that he wants to play. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out like the Martino, like where the Martino MLS beef is right now, but yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think at the end of this week, G-Man brings up another great point. There might be a rift, but in this cur- current meta of soccer, Poaching strikers are are a dying breed. Although Vanny is making it work, he definitely is. He, he definitely is, and I, and I and I think um, and I think uh, and he also adds. He says Tata may prefer a more more versatile striker. A good point, but I would just add on to that. Like when a player is scoring goals, when a player is scoring hot, and Vanny said, "Hey, he could help out." You know, I feel like he could help out any team right now. Like you know. Yeah, there's versatile. I would say, you know, um, Funes Moy may be a more versatile, you know, striker. They, they have a couple other players. Um, but I, when your player's scoring this many goals and and, yeah. and killing the league, you you can't you you can't ignore it. You know what I'm saying? At, at a 60th minute, and you need a goal, and your substitute is Chicharito. Like, who wouldn't Chicharito right now? But like, who who wouldn't take that opportunity? I don't know. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I just kind of went on a rant there. I know. <laughs> but, like, look, you got to look. You, as much as this man got bad for, you got to give him his roses so far this season is, is yeah. what I'm getting at. And then, look, his every I think everything is gold he talked about, you know, he, killing it with the Galaxy we've done. But so far, it's been a check mark, you know, and also, uh, you know, scoring goals, that's been a check mark. And I think the next thing that he's had on his plate is to get back on the national team. You know, so it's like whether that happens, it, it doesn't fall down to him, right? He's he's putting in the effort, and, and it can't and it can't fall on him. But we'll, I'll just, I think we'll just have to see that because whether he makes it or not, I don't th- I don't think that that's going to affect them uh, with this team or how how he moves forward. It would just going to be unfortunate, but fortunate for the galaxy, unfortunate for what they got going on. Now now let's talk about where I, I know it's early, but where where do you see the galaxy going um, mm. this this season? How far do you see them going? What what you've seen so far? They have already exceeded my expectations. <laughs> what were, okay, what were your expectations? Give me your, so, what were your expectations. Yeah, we were taking bets. I think most of us at the <laughs> okay. beginning of the year. What were the bets of the boys? It was all of us kind of agreed. It was anywhere between like five and seven, definitely making the playoffs. Uh, and but we felt like five or seven. Def- five or seven what? Like finishing, or, like finishing, finishing in the table. On the table? Yeah, okay. like between fifth or seventh, maybe squeaking in. I think I might have said squeak into the playoffs. Um, and I would have been ha- – playoffs at a minimum always, right, with this team. Like that has to be the expectation. I thought we'd maybe just get there fully accepting that this was a growing year. Now that it has seemed that somehow with his Vanny magic that like if this holds, I think we can contend for top four. As we're looking at the table already um, – Colorado is four, 16 points. We have 21. If we can keep that gap of like six points or so, I mean, you never know what will happen. It's a long season. But I don't think it is crazy for us to finish in the top four. And I say that like already being pretty pleased. Like all I wanted this year was playoffs, please, somehow, and like please have some kind of system growth. And to be seeing it so early is is a blessing. and, And I'm very happy for that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even go as far as saying top three because I mean I think obviously the Sounders is the number one team. No, no, no questions about that. Sp- uh, Sporting Kansas City. I think we're going to learn a lot more going this game. Unfortunately, if they're not with Alan Pulido, uh, you, you can only. But hey, if you get the win, you get the victory. That that happens. But we're going to learn more about Galaxy th- this weekend as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Top three, I think, is very viable. Top four for sure. Um. But yeah, I mean, once you get in there, I mean, you're going to play with home field advantage. You're going to have a lot of things to work with, and you know, by that time, hopefully, you know, you you get Derek Williams back, right? You get we, Ryan yeah. back. Or you get yeah. Ryan in here. I think he's already here. You know, like you you get a, a full the the starting eleven that everybody thinks you're going to have with all the French players, right? And everybody fully healthy. And then the players that, that you know, are starting right now, but going to the bench, that, that just adds experience to the galaxy. You know what I'm it's saying? A, it's a good problem to have, man. It's There's so much argument around like, well, who catches the bench? Like, is it Efra? Is it Jonah? Is it the Jet? Like to have, I can't remember. I mean, not in the last few years, the time where there was so much competition inside of the squad in a healthy way, in a positive way. It doesn't seem like there's any toxicity there. They just want to be good as a group and like let's let's see some fights for positions. Yeah, and I, I think that's what you want. Whenever when there's competition within the group and for positions, because hey, if you're not having a good game, the next guy can step up. Unfortunately, but it, but it's a good it's a good reason because I think that's what you want and that's what you're seeing in every position. 
there there is a player that can compete for the spot or someone, you know, gets injured or pulls something, you know, and hopefully nothing too serious that, that takes them out, you know. You yeah. have that that safety net hey, the next man uh can step up, you know, and I and I think I and I think that's that's a good feeling to have um moving forward. But um but yeah I think I mean I think that's all the time we have man. Um, cool, man. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure having you on. Yeah, Any, likewise. Anything anything else you'd like to add? Anybody else in the chat would like to add? Let's see. Let's see what the chat says. <laughs> G-Man, he, he brings What's up, up he, he brings up a good point. He says, if Javier Hernandez gets stuffed from the national team, he might have his Donovan moment and turn up for the second half of the season. He might. <laughs> he might. I like that. I, I like that. I like I like uh, hopefully we get to see that. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we get to see him turn it up a little bit more um than we already have it, you know. Let, let, let me ask you, let's finish off with this. How many goals yeah. do you think? You'll think he'll he'll finish with. Ah oh, man, I want him to be like thirty goals. He's on pace <laughs> for that, but I think he'll go. Possible, it's possible. It's, it's possible. Very possible. And it, uh, we'll see with with Cabral and Grancer, like if they can continue the service. I think he'll walk away. He's pushing it a little bit. But I'm gonna say twenty five. Fair enough. Twenty five goals on the season. I like that. I like that. I, I like that. It, it, look, it's rolling the right way. So, and if I have 25 goals, I mean, he's 15 away. So that, that's, that's very, very possible. Well, Nelson, man, it's a pleasure to have hey. you, having you on. Thank uh, you before, so much, Gio. Yeah. Before we yeah. let you go, let, let the people know where they can follow you. Yeah. Um, so me personally, I'm count shock seven, eight, six on Twitter, but you can follow us and find the other guys at, at G30 podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And we're on YouTube as well doing some live shows. I think we're going to do our second live one tomorrow night. Nice. So we'll be there. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Gio. Yeah. Definitely, definitely follow Nelson, the the G30 podcast and everything they're doing. It was a pleasure to have him on. Guys, if you guys are listening to this, make sure to give this a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you just enjoyed this episode. And join us every Monday night. We talk LA Galaxy. Love to have you guys uh, on the the chat, you know, and chat with us. Um, yeah, if you guys want to follow me, you guys can follow me at Gio Garcia LA on Twitter. Um, make sure to follow us on everything LA Soccer Hub on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, wherever you get your social media. So for Nelson, this is Gio. I'll catch Thanks. you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye.